Did you know, in 2014, the largest arcade machine was built? It stands over 14 feet high and 6 feet wide, and it can play a variety of arcade games, including the most iconic of them all, Pac-Man. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number 68. My name's Gareth Briley. I'm going to be your host and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burke. How are you doing, James? Hello. I'm not too bad, thank you. Oh, How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You've been um, yeah. you're staying up quite late at night watching wrestling, haven't you? I know this. Well, don't spoil it. Oh, no, you're going to say about this, aren't you? Oh, wow, sorry. Oh. Well, there we go. Oh, I've ruined it. Should we just stop it there? That's it, it's gone. (laughs) We're not going to stop it there, because on my virtual right is Mr. William Kiriwana. Have I said your name right? Kiriwana. Damn. Absolutely brought you gate again. Damn. Uh, Every every week. Every week. It's all right. Um, (laughs) Kiriwana. Thank you. Thank you, James. Very Uh, straightforward. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, (laughs) William... How's Toronto? How's the winter? Tell us about it. What's the temperature? Uh, we, it, it's been cold. We've had a massive dumping of snow, I want to say, something like seven inches over the past two weeks. It's currently... Let me let me pull up the weather for you. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. It's currently minus four. It feels like minus five, which is good. Right. Because earlier this week, we were talking temperatures that felt like minus 20, minus 25... Uh, Celsius, uh, not Fahrenheit. Wow. But, yeah, it's it's been cold. I've been struggled cold. when it's been zero degrees. Yeah. I've struggled hard. I've, I've nearly cried. So I couldn't imagine. I'm in a right state. Yeah. Good on you, William. You're braver than me. Um, what have we been up to this week, you two? James, what have you been doing? Well, I don't think you'll guess. Mm. But I've been... Uh... Staying up quite late this week. Oh, yeah? Doing what? <laughs> oh, wow. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, it's actually quite a good story oh. in, in many ways because I've been watching um, Choco Pro, which is a Japanese promotion. And basically, they're adapted to the pandemic. So they've got no audience as such, but they film everything on YouTube, live, and the YouTube audience is the audience, in effect. Um, So I'm watching that. Two nights in a row this weekend. And it's just a a handful of wrestlers putting on the best show they can. And it's it's really cool to see. Um, Because they interact with the camera, and with the audience, really. Um, so, yeah, I've been quite addicted to So, so James, this isn't yeah, anything to do with WWE and all that stuff. This is like a group of sort of pro wrestlers have got their own YouTube channel. Yeah, and they started it last March. Okay. At the 
you know, when the pandemic really hit. Um, and it's in the, a really small venue. And it's basically just a mat on the floor. Um, no, it, it, it's much better than it sounds. Um, no, I like this. I like the sound of this. Yeah, and the, it's a really wide range of characters. Right. Like you've got veterans, you've got up-and-comers. They, they even use the windows in the in the room to jump off. Um, <laughs> and it, it's so innovative, considering they can't have a proper, you know, audience in attendance. Um, and just finished season five. They've done 90 shows in a year. Wow. Um, and it, I've watched it on and off, but this weekend I thought, I'm going to have to go from watching it. So I've really gotten into it. And wrestling hasn't really been the same, but that, you feel part of it. Okay. And it's it's really impressive. Choco Pro. Choco Pro. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Check it out. Would you? Yeah. Good. Um, William, what about you? What's your week been like? Uh, so I have a week off, actually. Oh. Uh, this is what is referred to as reading week. I don't know what it's referred to as in new universities and colleges. But, uh, yeah, this is a week off that we get in February. And so I've mostly just been uh, enjoying it, taking the time, and yeah. Have you been reading? Somewhat. <laughs> oh, I, I want you to be reading, and we need to be using that week fully, William. Yes. I'll be checking up on you. Yes. Um, you can't read the dialogue in uh, Shadow of Mordor. That count is, is talking. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're reading that. Um, I have watched a film called uh, News of the World, which I said on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, was called The Post, uh, starring Tom Hanks, and it's called News of the World, not The Post, I'm, I don't normally get things wrong, and it's a Netflix film, Netflix have got it at the moment, and it's about, set in the Wild West, and Tom Hanks plays an ex um, captain from the Civil War, from the defeated side from the, from the South, and he now travels all the towns um, reading the news. So he gets all the papers from around the world and reads like a theatre show what's going on in the news, and he might start locally. And, and basically, he goes on this journey, and uh, an orphan girl, an orphan girl from, who's German but has been with an uh, American Indian tribe for a while, and she, he finds her alone after a kind of ambush on her truck and he has to sort of take care of her and it becomes like a, almost like a road movie going through with these two how they get to kind of know each other and him trying to take her back to the only family she, she has and it's Paul Greengrass who did some of the Bourne films and oh, yeah. most recently yep. Captain Phillips and yeah he's it's a it's a it's a really I really recommend it it's a great movie it's really, uh, Tom Hanks is brilliant as always, I think. And uh, if you haven't seen it, give it a go. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you say Netflix? Netflix, yeah. Okay, because here in Canada, it's a rental and it costs $35. Oh, really? So, ah, see, yeah. Yeah. ah <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I might have to uh, 
use a VPN or something and watch it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. Um, Let's move on, because we've got quite a lot to get through, really, haven't we? Mm-hmm. What games yeah. have we been playing? Uh, let's start with James. Let's start with this game we should have talked about last week, really, but we had so much on. What is it, James? Oh, Project Winter. Oh! Tell yes. Us. Yes, and William's played it as well, which is good. Um, me, and, go. me and James have played it as well, um, and we reviewed it on the site. I think we gave it four stars out of five. Uh, for those who don't know, James, explain what Project Winter is. Well, I went into it thinking it was going to be like Among Us. And it kind of is, in the fact that you've got to be quite deceptive. But, basically, you get dropped off in a cabin in the wilderness. And you've got eight people. Two of them are traitors, and the rest need to survive. That could be by repairing... Um, oh, is it a station you call it? I think it's a station. Mm. Um, you've got to do basically tasks to get yourself out of there and call for help. But these traitors will do whatever it takes to stop you. They could sabotage or they could just kill you. Um, as we found out the hard way. <laughs> um, and you've got about half an hour, haven't you, before the storm comes in to do all your tasks and Escape. Yes. Right. Yeah, and basically the traitors have to be really smart because if they're a bit too obvious, everyone gang up on them and then they'll kill them. Um, as we saw in one of our games, Gareth. I, I like the way they like always it, thought it was me all the time. I just didn't. I don't even know what's going on. I was just trying. They to... were setting you up for the fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were, weren't they? They, they were setting me up. And then, near the end of one of them, all I heard was someone getting absolutely mullered. <laughs> and I just couldn't find where they were. So the poor thing, whoever it was, they got killed. And then I turned up right and got myself killed. Um, it takes a lot of getting used to, though. I don't know if you found that, uh, William. It takes a lot yeah. to get into. Um, well, do, do you like it, William? Yeah, I I have only played a couple of matches of it, but I think it's quite endearing. It's quite fun. Uh, it's from a group of Canadian developers of the mm. ocean, so we know our winter. But uh, <laughs> no, I I think it's a really unique twist on the Among Us type genre. This sort of social deception type game. Uh, it's it's also quite difficult. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I I did not die through a traitor. Through a traitor, I just got mauled by wolves. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's not for me, <laughs> and I'll tell you the reason why. I don't think I think it's going to be really good for a lot of people. I find I don't find that whole kind of thing engaging. I'm trying to guess who's a traitor or if you are a traitor. I think maybe because I do a lot of work now. All my work is like everyone is online during this pandemic and I'm speaking to people online all day long. The idea of being speaking to a bunch of strangers or hearing a bunch of strangers is maybe not a good time for it at the moment. Maybe it's better when I'm out in the real world again. But yeah, something about it I don't I don't quite yeah. quite get. I, I, I kind of like the I idea that... I say where I'm from. 
Uh, I think it's better with friends because then you can sort of pick up on, you know, whether or not they're a good liar, mm. you know, how they tend to word things, etc. I don't think it's as fun with strangers. I'll, I'll admit yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, James said a really good thing. James said, which is, which is right, there's probably going to be loads of these copies, aren't they, from um, Among Us over the next year or so, isn't there? Um, oh, for sure. So this one was around the same time. This is a two-year-old game that they've just uh, poured to Xbox uh, now. Okay. Um, but give Project Winter a go, because it's on the Xbox Game Pass. You're not going to lose anything, and I think you're going to... Definitely gonna, worth a try. Yeah, definitely worth a try. I like William and Jane said, get with a bunch of friends. Yeah, it's the best yeah, way to do it. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah. Don't give up after one. <laughs> yes. Give it a few goals. It's not for me! Don't write, don't write Gareth. It's not me! It's not for me! <laughs> Um, okay, what else have we been playing? It's me. Oh no, it's James. No, William, what have you been playing? Not, not me again. Not you again. <laughs> not really. So I have been playing a blind spot that I've been meaning to get to for a while. I played Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Now this went on sale very cheap on the PS5, and I already got Shadow of War, which I believe is the sequel, through... Uh, PS Plus a couple months back, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this. And at first, I really didn't like it. You know, I thought the combat didn't work so well. You know, it was sort of Batman Arkham-esque. I wasn't a fan of the traversal. It wasn't clicking for me. And then, sort of like Tsushima, but I don't think on the level that Tsushima did, it just clicked later. Once you really start unlocking abilities and you really start to build out your character, I really enjoyed it. And the Nemesis system is great. Mm. Uh, they just patented it recently, which is mm. a bit of a shame, because it means that only Monolith and the Warner Brothers Studios can sort of play with this system, but it, it really is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And, and especially the ending, you know, when everything that you've done through the game sort of ties together. It's, and, you know, the, you nemesis, nemeses, I don't know the term, that mm. you're facing are far more powerful, but you're also significantly more powerful. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. No, James, you're a big fan. You reviewed it for us, I think. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. I, I remember playing it for hours and hours within, like, a few days. And it's quite rare for me. I don't know if it's really going for that long. I think that's the last game you've played for more than two hours. I mean, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> True. Yeah, <laughs> no, I played Shadow of War as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anything with Mordor, I'm there. You're there. Send me to Mordor. <laughs> Are they going to do another one? Or is that it? Have we heard rumours of that or anything? I don't know anything. No. Uh, I, I would like to see something else. Well, I can I can tell you based off job listings because I looked into this. Monolith mm-hmm. is doing an open world game with the Nemesis system. Now, this could be another Middle Earth game. It could be a Game of Thrones game if you're pulling from the intellectual property Warner Brothers have. It could be a new IP. I I don't know, but they're doing something. Okay, good. Well, it'd be good for them to do another one, because I mean, I think the big thing when that game came out, I remember that. It was. It felt like a next gen game at the time for the Xbox One because of the Nemesis system. Yeah, um, and it felt really exciting. So it's it'd be great to see them see what they do with the next 
the next this generation I keep saying the next this one um i've been playing uh, a couple of games but i've been not much really at the moment it's not been much out i talked about speed limit last week i did i've got another puzzle game active neurons three um active neurons is a sort of puzzle game a very calming puzzle game where you move a little square around and you have to get it to an end point like in a maze but there's lots of tricky things you have to work out like um blocks that will explode if you go near them you can only move move in a uh, a vertical and horizontal pattern um it's it, they're really good i mean i think i reviewed the other two games this year it feels like or the last eight months i think they've just pulled them out one after another very cheap it's a great puzzle game it's called wonders of the world this time uh it has a kind of like strange system where it gives you the solution if you get stuck which is too tempting that's my only downside i don't think it should be there um but that's really good I'm really enjoying that, and I think I will be re- reviewing that very soon for next week when it comes out. Um, and the other thing I've gone back to again, which is I've spent to, of course, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is they've got some new bits and the season parts, which are things called River Raids, which is a new bit of kind of mm-hmm. extra content and some new skills in there because I think they're coming up to their their big. Um, season pass kind of chunks of story there's one set in Ireland and there's one set in France and uh, and I've I keep going back and playing more of this game and I put I think I've done 85 90 hours in it but there's still so much to do it's it's a it's a it's more I think about it now it's a proper RPG now more than it you know more than what Assassin's was before which was a kind of like climbing sim sometimes, but it's actually more of an RPG than anything else. They've really gone that way into it now. It's such an evolving world, but I won't talk about that anymore. But the river raids are good. Um, James, what else have you been playing? Um, well, you haven't played that much. Um, been too tired. Mm. But I did try Donut County, which I believe Neo has mentioned before. Um, basically, you've got a hole in the floor, and you've got to use the hole to get rid of everything in the area. Oh, yes. And when, whenever something goes in the hole, the hole gets bigger. <laughs> it, it's actually really good fun. Um, <laughs> and it, it gets trickier, because at one point you, you end up getting water in the hole, and you have to get rid of the hole. No, you have to get rid of the hole. You get rid of the water by going to a bird. It drinks the water, um, and then later on there's one where you've got to throw a firework and fire at some birds. It's very strange. If someone tuned into the podcast now, they think they'd be listening to some kind of experimental poetry session. There's a hole <laughs> that gets bigger. There's a water and a bird, and a hole, and a bird. When the bird flock, <laughs> the firework flies. <laughs> like a haiku. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's a it's a very relaxing puzzle game, <laughs> and it's on Game Pass as well. Ah. So again, something else yeah. just to good to relax and have a go. And there's a bit of a story to it, but I just want to play the yeah. the game. Yeah. And just eat things <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> good. Right, gentlemen. That's enough of us playing stuff. What's, we're going to go into some news now. Last night there was um, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. Um, announcements last night. Now, I know James has got a Switch. 
We know Richard had one from last week. Have you got a Switch, William? Yeah, I do. Ah, I there you go. Switch. So you two are going to be honest, just me, poor Millie, Billy No Mates, without my yeah, Switch. I don't play my Switch. <laughs> you're, the, you're the expert today. That's what I'm saying. Um, now, there's some... The big announcement, I think I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hand it over to you two a bit. The big announcement is they, there's no Breath of the Wild 2, except they said there'd be more news for it later this year. Is that right? Yeah. Were you expecting some Breath of the Wild 2 news? I, I was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sitting back going, you know, it's coming up on four years since the original now. They're reusing a decent amount of assets. They've got the engine in place. It's it's a pretty long gap between games. Uh, I mean, of course, it's Nintendo. They they tend to have longer gaps, and you know that comes with more polish and everything else. But it is it's getting pretty long. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they did have another Zelda game, didn't they? Uh, for this for the Switch coming in July. I've not played any Zelda, you see, so I don't know. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword? Yes. Yeah. I haven't played that one. Okay. But I know it used to use the um, the Wii remotes. Yeah. And now it'll use the uh, Joy-Cons. And that looks really cool. You had to swing the sword with one control <sighs> and then defend with the other one. Yeah. And I think the functionality means it's quite an exciting game to play, even though it's 10 years old. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good release, actually. Oh, okay. Is this, is, over. is this the one that used to use the kind of technique to do the draw in the bow and arrow, using the Wii controller? Or have I gone mad? I, I believe you can do that as well, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I feel it's soon, yeah. Okay. Are you excited uh, for this, William? I... I'm not, and the reason the reason why I'm not is because of your pricing, you know. I mean, mm. I, I I own a Wii U, and this game costs twenty dollars on there. And you know, back in the days of the Wii when this came out, you could get the game with an art book and a CD and like a uh, a, a a Wii remote for sixty dollars and now they want to charge eighty dollars for what is effectively an upres port of a game that most people already from yeah, yeah. who own a Wii owned it. And so that just it, it rubs me the wrong way that they think that this justifies a full price tag. Mm. Mm. I mean and, and a price tag more expensive than the original game for something that is it's ten years old. You know, yeah. I'm, I mean, we're going to talk later about what Xbox is doing through back compat, but you know, they upped the resolution from 480 to 720 to 1080p. They've changed it so you can use the buttons now, and uh, it's 60 frames per second. I, I'm not going to deny that these are good changes, but by the same token. I, I really don't think that justifies a full AAA retail price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's a good point. Really good point. Um, I wouldn't play that price. No. Anyway. I haven't got a Switch. I don't have to worry about these things. Um, Splatoon 3 was another big one, I think, wasn't it? There was two big ones that I looked at here. Splatoon 3, is that that's a big release coming out, is it? I think it is. I haven't played it. 
Never plays with him. It's like a what is it? Like a, a Call of Duty, but with um, paint, paint guns. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of uh, it's a focused shooter. It's about uh, painting, painting the level the most in your paint, and you know it's it's mostly it's got some PVE elements. It's got some multiplayer elements. It's also got some PvP. It's it's fun. Okay, so that's a good thing. Happy with that, William? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it looks good. It's it's next year, so there's gonna be a bit of a wait. But yeah, it looks fun. Mario Golf Super Rush. <laughs> that looks fantastic. There you go, James. Tell me, tell me, why does I, it look fantastic? I haven't played Mario Golf on the game by Color. I think it was right back in the day. Uh, but this one, you can play golf. That's fine. But you can also. Play golf and run after your ball and cause absolute carnage yeah. and just destroy people on the way. Right. Um, with power ups. I think any golf game that's got power ups is a winner for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. It, it looks so much fun. Oh, that's good. William, you happy looking forward to golf? Uh, well, I'll, I'll put it this way I am a Golden Sun fanboy which was from Camelot, and they've put that series on hold to do Mario Golf and Mario Tennis, so I'm, <laughs> I may not be the most objective <laughs> judge of character here <laughs> until I get my Golden Sun 4. Um, Just think now, you can use the controller to swing and hit the ball. How cool is that? Yes, it's not, ins- cool. it's not inspiring me anyway, but it's good. <laughs> um, maybe let's have one more each um, that we like the look of. From this list, um, William, have you got one? Yes, it's called Project Triangle Strategy. Use something along the lines. Okay, yeah. absolutely horrid name, but the game looks fantastic. So it's sort of it's using this two D HD, I think they called it, style, the same one used in Octopath. If you played Octopath, but it is it's from Square, and it is a modern day take on Final Fantasy Tactics or uh, Tactics Ogre. And so these games, like, I thought that Square forgot how to make these because they haven't made one in a decade. Mm. But we finally we, we finally have a brand new isometric tactical role-playing game that looks fantastic, that seems to have a lot of money, a lot of heart put behind it. I've downloaded the demo. I'm going to give that a whirl later today. But no, it, it looks absolutely wonderful. I, like I, I cannot wait for that one. Good. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Wow. Yeah. Um, but there's a demo, so. Okay. Yeah. It's a demo now, then. Oh yeah, twenty twenty two is only next yeah. year, isn't it? I keep thinking twenty twenty two is like the future. It's like ten years yeah, time. Well, it is the future. As our time works. And these developers, instead of doing early access, they do demos <laughs> that are unfinished, and they get. The, the uh, they get the feedback off it, of it, and then they change it. So like right. Octopath, the demo was kind of rough around the edges, but people said we like this and we don't like this, and the final game said okay. So here's the stuff you like, here's the stuff you don't. It's gone now, and that worked out very well for them. Okay, so. good. Um, James, what's your one game? Your pick? It's a tricky one. I'm looking forward to uh, 
playing as Wonder Woman and Supergirl in the DC Superhero Girls Team Power. Coming soon. <laughs> oh, I saw this. What what made you it, like this? I didn't. It looked tremendous. <laughs> but it is for kids. So, I mean, kids are enjoying probably. Yeah. It's going on the streets. Yeah. Okay, bad guys. I was not killing them. Wait for the kicker. Okay, good. Um, Wait for the kicker. Is that again winning? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that DC Superhero Girls game. Yeah. It's published by Nintendo. It's full price. So it's it's 50 really? pounds. 60 American, 80 Canadian dollars. Yeah. That's the kind of game you expect to have about 20 quid for. Yeah. $80, same as Valhalla. Uh, no, Valhalla is much cheaper now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and the, I think my one out there, and I don't know anything about Switch games, so this is good, but the one I know I'm kind of interested in playing is Hades. Um, which is won loads of awards, came out on PC only, I think, isn't it? First of all, yep. and so, um, it's that's quite a new lesson on the 19th of March that's coming out, physical version of that with extra bits and bobs. Mm. So, it's uh, that looks quite exciting. I'm sure that's going to come to Xbox and PlayStation uh, I, 5 soon, isn't it? Am I not wrong? Yeah, I have a friend uh, from the Xbox Era forums, he's an insider, he hosts the uh. Xbox Zero podcast, and his inside sources says that uh, say that Hades is coming later this year and will be in Game Pass. So keep ah, your fingers crossed. Yes. Cool, good, good, brilliant. Thank you, William, for that inside knowledge. I like it. Um, the other, it's going to lead us on to the next story, which happened when we saw it twenty minutes ago. The other big Nintendo Switch thing is Fall Guys, which is on the PlayStation. Only at the moment is coming to the Switch. I think it's coming in the summer, isn't it? In July, or I made that twenty. No, when is it coming? In the summer. Yeah, it's coming in the summer. Yeah, and that's an ideal game for the Switch, of course, because it's. I don't know why I feel that's ideal. It's great, but it's also coming to Xbox. They just announced it before we came on in the summer as well. So it's obviously going to be um, at the same time, but it's not going to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, you two. It's not going to be on Game Pass. Is that right? I believe it isn't. I think they have said that. They, they have neither confirmed nor denied from what okay. I've heard. Uh, right. You know, I think it's a perfect game for Game Pass. Now, whether or not they are willing to take a deal, Microsoft negotiates one, that remains to be seen. Because the problem is Fall Guys is a hit, you know. Mm -hmm. So when it was starting out, it was free with PS Plus, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because they were sitting back going, we don't know if people are going to like this one or not. We don't know if they're going to want to play it. And they end up being a big hit and selling a lot on PC. So they can't really say, well, we want to hedge our bets on Xbox and yeah. Game Pass unless numbers like plummet. So I, I'd love to see it on Game Pass. I also don't see it happening in the short term. Do you, do you, it's quite interesting because it reminds me a lot of Rocket League because Rocket League first came out on the PlayStation Plus for free yes. and then yeah. it came to the Xbox maybe a year later or something like that I think 
And that, that yeah, sounds right. And then we paid. We paid. What did we pay? Sixteen quid for Rocket League, I think. It wasn't much. Yeah. And that, and that feels right because they exactly the same thing what William was just saying then they kind of tested it people really loved it and it was a big yeah. you know it was a huge hit and I think the same with this people who want to pay for it is I think if it was around about that price for Xbox 15 quid 16 pounds that would feel about right I think yeah. I think would you pay like a full price for it uh, James like oh, Nintendo would probably be a full price wouldn't it I think anything under twenty five, I pay. Okay. But I think the fact that it's been out for a while now, you expect it to be a bit more within budget. So I won't pay forty for it. Yeah. You know, eventually, eventually it will come to either Game of Gold or Game Pass. Yeah. William, would you? I mean, do you think Nintendo is going to be full price, normal price of a game? Uh, I think uh, the game doesn't cost that much on PlayStation and PC. It's like twenty five bucks here, right? So uh, take into account Switch tax. I'm going to say foodie on the Switch here. So, okay, okay. Uh, like uh, call it twenty pounds compared to fifteen. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, because Nintendo isn't publishing. They cannot get away with 60. They cannot get away with a full price for this game when it costs that much less on other platforms. But uh, Switch owners like paying more for some reason. Mm. I, I don't. They, they charge more. Uh, many multi-platform games charge more. I think it's because of the cartridge. But, yeah. Okay, good. Um, another a trailer came out this week for this much... Um, we know James is a big fan, so I'm going to put it over to you. It's, it's a Justice League film, which is coming out in uh, the Justice League um, new cut. The, yeah, it's a side cut. Um, At least a side cut. <laughs> and um, it's coming out in March on HBO Max, which we don't have in the UK. We've got uh, Now TV and the deal that Sky has with HBO, so it might come in some form, but not probably to a lot later. Um, and they released a trailer. And people have been going mad, and the one thing they've been going mad for, if you want to keep the spoiler, we're going to talk about this for about four minutes, the trailer, if you want to keep the trailer a spoiler, don't listen for four minutes. But at the end of the trailer, we have this kind of like, we live in a society. Yes, Uh, he says it. He says this line that I had to look online and find out, and we saw um, the Joker played by, what's his name, the actor? My word. Yes. Um, he's, he comes back with the Joker. The little scene with him and the Batman, they finished with this um, um, this scene and everyone's gone mad about it because how did this meme happen about we live in a society? What what do we know? William, do you know about this? Where's it come from? What does it mean? It comes from primarily... Uh, I believe it was memes mocking the gaming community or by the gaming community. I'm not sure. But like the stereotypical ones, the gamers rise up type who think that they, who who have Joker avatars and think they are on the cusp of a revolution every time they say loot boxes are bad or something. I I don't quite know. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've always used the Joker memes as part of it, haven't they? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
and he references that. Um, James, what do you think of the trailer? You're a massive Justice League. You watched it four times, the old one. I mean, I think I've watched it five times. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm quite biased because I really enjoyed the trailer, but for no real reason. I just sat there thinking, yes, it's coming soon. <laughs> I can't wait. Look how good the Flash, Batman, Aquaman, look how cool they look. And then Joker at the end, not so sure. Um, I, I hope we don't see a lot of the Joker, to be fair. I think that's probably it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really hope so, because... I believe it's only I, one scene. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't... It just doesn't work. But I like the fact we're getting a lot of extra characters. From yeah. The villain side. Um, Apocalypse looks pretty cool. Okay. Because he's not using any of the reshoots that Josh Wilden did at all. It's all his stuff, yeah. isn't it? And it's going to be four and yeah. a half hours long um, in one sitting. Um, William, you're, you're happy you're a Justice League fan? You know, I, I am a DC Comics fan. I was not a fan of what Joss Whedon did to that Justice League movie which is why I'm all the more excited for this one. Mm. You know, I'll be the first to admit, the work of Zack Snyder, it's very divisive. It's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson's work on The Last Jedi. You either seem to love it or you really hate it. I hated The Last Jedi, but I thought Batman v Superman was absolutely brilliant, especially the extended R-rated cut. And so seeing Zack Snyder bring his vision to life is very exciting. Now, it it could be a four and a half hour long vanity project that's a complete mess. Or it could be, you know, the movie that was always meant to be and it ties everything together. I can't say I know how it's going to go, but I am excited to, I'm, I'm glad he's getting the chance to deliver his story, you know, because it was taken away from him halfway, like two thirds of the way through the trilogy, you know, so, and and we get Darkseid. So, no complaints there. I'm I'm very much so looking forward to this. Now, my question to both of you two is: This has become quite interesting because actually, it's you know they've I think they've probably it's costing it, uh, the estimation around another hundred million dollars to put this to put this new version out, and. It's coming to HBO Max, so it's free for those subscribers. It's probably going to, you know, maybe double their subscription. Everyone's going to try to get a subscription to HBO Max. Probably. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think DC will look at this? Sorry, William, say that again. Uh, I'll be the first to say that I have not subscribed to HBO in two years, and I will be up for one month solely for this movie. Right. So, yeah. So do you think... Uh, DC films might go we want to carry on with this we want to carry on with these characters and move. we want to make the, the second Justice League film that he was wanted to do is there a possibility of that? <laughs> Silence from you two James? Uh, yes Yes, says William. James what do you think? I, I, I do hope so whether you'll get the people to come back is another thing. I mean, I think most of you would. I think you seem yeah, quite on board. Okay. 
you know, a lot of them came back just to uh, just to film these extra scenes. So, yeah. Batman, I mean, Batman's what, the key, isn't it? Would would Ben Affleck come yeah. back to do? You know, especially if you've got another Batman going on at the same time. Well, he is coming back for the Flash movie, and what they are setting up is Elseworlds, so the multiverse. Mm. So I think this is the end game plan. I think theatrical DC comics, we're going to see a new Superman produced by J.J. Abrams, I believe. You know, I think I think they'll stay the course with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Those films were successful. We've seen a new mm. Batman and Robert Pattinson. Mm. So I also think in terms of the new... Uh, so I think what they'll do is, if this is successful, they will bring the quote-unquote Snyderverse to HBO. So we'll see if the stories continue there, maybe through some television series, maybe through a couple... Uh, I don't think we're going to see massive Hollywood-style $300 million budgets for it. But I think... A more grounded take on these characters will continue on HBO, and then the reboots will be in theaters. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I'm excited by it. I mean, I'm not a big Justice League fan, so I'm not that excited, but I'm excited to see it. Whether we're going to ever see it, James, until... I won't. You won't. Oh, yeah, I won't. Yeah. You're technically <laughs> no that's, that's, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? <laughs> Talk to a filmmaker here, an award-winning filmmaker. Thank you very much. I'm going to add in now. Um, he doesn't know how to access. No, exactly. <laughs> um, right, um, we're going to move on. Um, just really quickly, uh, there's some rumours. There's lots of rock star rumours coming out at the moment about whether we're going to see a new trailer for GTA Six. There's lots of interesting kind of like Reddit posts and people speculating. There's one that I was quite interested about, which seems about that they were going to do a Grand Theft Auto, the original game's remaster. So uh, San Andreas, the one in Miami, and uh, the Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, they've released this kind of like a little, um, you can see it online, they're kind of like um, some credit cards from the GTA Online, and they had the numbers on them. People were kind of like looking at them and thinking, oh, these relate to when those original games came out. And it's doing a countdown of how many days it was before they released it. Something's going on at Rockstar, isn't it? What's your thoughts? William, what are your thoughts on it? Have you any? Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge Grand Theft Auto fan. I prefer Red Dead for their output. But still, I think this is pretty exciting, especially for fans. Mm. You know, it sort of reminds me of the Mafia trilogy, which they re-released recently. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, what I think would... Now, I will admit, what I think would have been more interesting is if you did Grand Theft Auto 1, 2, and 3 instead of San Andreas and Vice City and 3. Because those first two were top down, mm. so if you could sort of reimagine those those games, you know, from the traditional cameras perspective, I think that would have been cool. But still, mm. it's it's nice. It's remastered. It's been what eight years now since Grand Theft Auto Five came out. So yeah. to have something new that isn't online is is good. And also, there's another little um, one in there between Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2. There was a one set in London in the 60s. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That was a little great little one. And, and that's the one that I would like to see get a remaster. 
I wasn't really the only one to be fair. <laughs> yes, you're not a Grand Theft Auto fan as well, are you? But no, I haven't played that one. I think I think something's up with Rock. I think they're going to do something soon. I mean, the other big thing is um, PlayStation 5 have got Grand Theft Auto 5 coming to them. You know, that was their announcement, wasn't it? Some of their, their first big game, we were all like, we all looked at it and went, oh, great, Grand Theft Auto 5. And that's how they led their show. That's but, how they started it. They showed the Rockstar logo, and yeah. you can just see get so excited, and uh, then they see Grand Theft Auto Five is coming. But I, I've got a feeling something's going to happen with that. I think if that release, it, you know, is there going to be something extra with that? Is there going to be some DLC? Is there going to be something they're going to do with that? I think something's going to happen. I think we might hear some from Rockstar in the next couple of months. But as always, I get things wrong. But it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. As long as it's not another way to re-release GTA Five, <laughs> yeah. can be fine. Yeah, exactly. And the good news, whatever. Um, that's sorry. What gets re-released more, Skyrim or GTA Five? Yeah, exactly. Sky, Skyrim. <laughs> um, the Microsoft had just created its uh, new Xbox FPS boost feature. I don't know what this is. This is like old games that. Look prettier, is that right, or is it better than that? Yeah, it, it's more than that. Okay. So what they what they do is uh, Jason Ronald and his uh, team have created a means on the system to boost frame rates in capped frame rate games. So what that means is some some games have what is referred to as capped frame rate. So no matter how much Series X power is thrown at it. You're going to be playing that 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. However, doing this allows the frame rate to become uncapped and set to a higher standard. So, for example, I believe they said Super Lucky's Tale now runs at 120 frames per second. And mm-hmm. Sniper Elite, uh, Sniper Elite 4, something along, along those lines, now runs at 60 frames per second instead of 30. So what you're getting here is not only a visually smoother experience, but also an experience with lower latency and greater immersion. Okay. And this is fairly unprecedented. Like a PC, PC can't do this without mods, to the best of my understanding, if it has a firm-capped frame rate. And the games they're offering are Sniper Elite 4, Far Cry 4, Watch Dogs 2, UFC 4, and New Super Lucky's Tale. That's correct. That's the first batch of ones that are going to be yeah have this. And okay, many more to come. Brilliant. Okay, good. Um, Xbox also announced their new uh, wireless headset that was in the yep. advert for the original Xbox uh, for the Xbox Series X. That was <laughs> you saw that then. Why did they release this um, thing when the Xbox Series X came out? I wonder. I don't know. Yeah. I bought the 3D Pulse headset instead of the Xbox One. I, hmm. I probably bought the Xbox One. Yeah, I think a... most people would have done it, wouldn't they? I think it would have been a big seller for them at that point with the console. But maybe they're thinking not everyone's got an Xbox yet, Series X, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I think it's hard because everyone seems to have got their Xbox, their, their own, like you said, you've got yours. Everyone has got Turtle Beach or they've got something else or they've, you know. It's going to be interesting to see how many people go for the Xbox headset. Were you, James? Will you go for it? Um, no, I'll stick with the simple one-ear headset. 
Yes. It breaks every six months. Yes. That's, favorite. that's what we like. And we can get for £9.99 at games as a replacement. And take it back after six months. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's more like it. Um, yeah. Good. Um, another story I was kind of interested in, we're, we're whacking through these things because there's lots to cover, um, is yep. let's talk about uh, Silent Hill rumours um, with Bloober Team. Medium, yes. guys. What's this, William? So, Blue Boo Team announced this morning that they are working on an existing IP in horror with a major French, uh, sorry, with a major publisher that people are going to be very excited about. Now, just a few weeks back, Akira Yamaoka, who did the music for Silent Hill and also did some of the music for the medium, has said he is working on a new project and it's quote-unquote the one people have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Now, what I think is happening is I think we're getting Silent Hill. Now, I might be completely wrong here. For all I know, it's Blair Witch 2. But, uh, you know, seeing the smoke on this, seeing the fact that Konami wants to do something with the intellectual property, seeing the fact that Layers of Fear and uh, Medium in particular are just filled with love letters to that series, I think. And also given that they are hiring a combat designer for the first time for their next game. Oh, really? This is the first time they have ever done, you know, combat in a Blue Boot Team game. The closest was the flashlight in Blair Witch. Okay. I think that, that, spe- that tells me that they're doing Silent Hill. Yeah. Now, of course, this is going to be disappointing to some people. The rumors for a while was that Sony had it as an exclusive developed by uh, Sony Japan Studio because some of the producers of that series were there. And some people thought that uh, Kojima was going to give another crack. But I think Blue Boo Team is a pretty likely choice for it. What is interesting is I have heard, but I can't... I've been trying to verify it over these past few weeks because I've heard it everywhere, but I haven't seen it in writing that Blue Boo Team has a three-game deal with Xbox. The first one was Blair Witch. The second one was The Medium. And so if Silent Hill is an Xbox exclusive, after all this smoke of being a PlayStation exclusive, that's going to be... uh, That's not going to be a fun week. No. just say that. No, not at all. But crying and screaming. Regardless, it's just nice to see it coming back. Yeah. If it's coming back. And we haven't talked to you about the medium, because you haven't been on since you did the medium. Um, yes. And you gave it a 4.5 out of 5 on our site. And it was a really, as you said, it was a really interesting game because it got, it, it got those kind of reviews. It got those higher reviews and it got some very low reviews. It really um, split the critics, didn't it? I, mean, it split, I think it split the audience. Um, yeah, it did. But what I think is important is, you know, some people look at the meta score and go, oh, it's a 72 Xbox release in 70 games again. You know, like there is a difference between a game that gets 3.5s across the board and the consensus is it's fine. It's good. Oh, it's always good. I think it's good with anything. If you get, it's great when you yeah. get anything as a film, as a theater piece, as a book, you get a review that says, I love it, and a review because I hate it. It's, it's obviously it's doing something right. If you get something that has yep. three stars out of five all the way through, it's not really making any kind of effect on anything, is it? So yeah, exactly. It's it it is a an ambitious game. It is a game that tackles some very deep subject material. It's a game with uh, a lot of 
historical illusions, and it's also a game that I could easily see people going, this is really engaging, like I did, or mm. think this is poignant. Mm. And you know what? But it's exciting that Blue Blue Team made this game. You know, mm, they didn't just make a generic horror game. Like they, they swung for the fences here, and mm. half the people think they fouled it, and half the people thought they got a grand slam. Mm. So, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was great. Really enjoyed. It. I love the way it looked as well. Um, let's talk before we go. I think I'm going to talk about just one more bit of HBO Max. Is quite interested in, and as I've got two DC fans here. James, I'll start with you. Um, HBO Max is developing a Constantine reboot um, with J.J. Abrahams. Now, Constantine, if people don't know, is a very sort of famous DC comic character. And he was, I can't remember who designed him, in the 80s. He was from Liverpool, the character. And he was a chain smoker. He was dying of lung cancer. And he 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 was meant to look like Sting. He was based on Sting, how Sting looked. In the early 80s, that's how he's drawn. And he is a exorcist, isn't he? He communicates with uh, demons and... and uh, he's a master of the dark arts. That's the, that's the one I'm looking for. Um, I think this is a good thing, don't you, James? I'd love to see an HBO, like a more a serious version of it. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't like him at first. The guy that plays the current coaching team. Hmm. Well, he's been in the Arrow series and Legends of Tomorrow, and he's really grown on me. Mm. He's just an interesting character. Mm. Um, and there's so many ways he's grown with it, because he can bring in the um, Justice League Dark characters as well, mm. which will be interesting. Um, but he deserves another shot. I think he got a rough cut with his solo series. Because we had the solo series, and also we, we've had another version, which has been Keanu Reeves in the film, didn't we? In the I just that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember any of it. I've seen it, but it can't have been, it can't have been much crap. I can't remember mm. it. People love that um, film. Big fans of that yeah, film. That's good, we never got it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan, I hope, he, I hope he gets the job as they do. With a new series, it was strange to to get used to someone else again. It'll be a new actor. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, it's uh, the article says they're looking for a new actor. Yeah, that's a shame. They were. I think they're yeah. going to want to do something a lot more grown up in a sense as well. You know, because yeah. yeah, and a little bit more yeah. adult. What about you, William? Are you a big fan of Constantine? Are you interested in it? Yeah, he's a decent character. I I like the fact that they're doing Justice League Dark as well. That's that's interesting. J.J. Uh, J. Abrams doesn't really bring a lot of hope for me. Uh, he's he's great at starting the story. He's not great at finishing it. But uh, well, I mean, the ending of Lost, uh, Rise of Skywalker, those those speak for themselves. But you know, I think has potential. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing that is holding it back for me is the fact that it's HBO Max, you know, because we don't have HBO Max here. We have something called Crave, and Crave is 25 bucks a month, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's $10 more than Netflix. That is $15 more than Amazon Prime. That's $7 more than Game Pass Ultimate, and it's... Uh, 
and it's 15 more than Disney Plus. So, I mean, I'm, and that's not to say that I'm not excited for the fact that they're doing the Constantine series, but HBO Max is going to need a ton of content regularly to justify that price, for me at least. I think they're probably thinking of their filming, their film release yeah. for the year. This I is can't. what I, I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna go back. I've got this feeling, but we'll find out. We'll find out. So now, gentlemen, I think that's pretty all we got time for now. Um, before we go into another big thing, we haven't missed anything Wait. major out. Sorry, James. What are you say? Please recommend that people watch the Mortal Kombat trailer. It just came out today. Good. It is epic. Who's I, the, I think this could be a very yeah. okay. exciting film. Good. Um, who's directed that? Um, I believe Simon Simon McQuaid. Oh, okay. McQuaid. Okay. Um, but Sub-Zero is played by the guy that was in The Raid by the officers. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's really excellent in those fight scenes. Yeah. Um, it's a really good cast. Yeah, check out everyone. Good. Yeah. Like, the writing's cheesy, but the action looks yeah. so good. And they are going for the hard R here, you know? Yeah. None of the bloodless Mortal Kombat of the original movies. This is Mortal Kombat at its finest. It looks, it looks fantastic. It's going to be all right. I'm going to say this now. <laughs> okay. Um, it'll be the fourth video game movie that we viewed well. The first one was uh, Pikachu. That was Angry Birds 2. That was Sonic. Now it's Mortal Kombat. Yes. We'll have four. Four. Um, <laughs> By the end of the year. Now we're all looking forward to the same thing next week because it's coming out on Game Pass um, on next Thursday. Um, um, what is it, James? It's apparently Dirt 5. This Dirt 5. I don't know why. <laughs> Dirt 5 <laughs> is coming out in the Game Pass uh, next week. So we're all, that's the one thing we're all looking forward to. Because it's quite lean at the moment, game-wise. Um, that's a pretty good... That's pretty decent, isn't it? When did that come yeah, out? Yeah, it's only October? three, four months since that came out. Yeah. It's, um, I, I presume we'll get some more now as well. Seeing as EA of... Um, Acquired Codemasters. Yeah. Yep. They finished the deal this morning, which means yeah. Codemasters back catalog should go into EA Play. And exactly. if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you automatically get that. So Duke 4 is leaving this week, but Duke 4 could be back in <laughs> by the end of the month. Yeah. So absolutely. It's a win win. Good. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Now, James, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, William, what about you? You can find me on Twitter. I have a new handle now. It's William J. Kirwana. Hey, good. And you can find me at GB Briley on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, um, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at The Xbox Hub and search for The Xbox Hub on Facebook.